The following service was prepared to you by the Second Reformed Church Youth Group of New Brunswick. Please read the first passage starting, Give me, O Lord, to yourself in silence. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. The peace of Christ be with you. Our help is in the name of the Lord, creator of heaven and earth. Grace to you and peace from God, our creator, and the Lord Jesus Christ. The Christian life is full of ordinary things that together work for the extraordinary purpose of glorifying God. We rejoice in the promises of God, and yet at times our hearts are sad. Despite the problems we face in this world, we are called to be a people of rejoicing, The scriptures call us to rejoice in the Lord always. We light this third Advent candle with rejoicing, knowing that Christ will surely come again and make all things new. Let us pray to the Lord who has come and is coming again. Gracious God, our world is often filled with disappointment, pain, and sadness. In this dark place, may your light shine. Ignite in our hearts this day a desire to rejoice in you and your promises that will surely come to pass. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord. Come all you who are heavy laden with the cares of life, and Jesus will give you rest for your weary soul. Come and do not dismay, for the cure of all your ailments lay in the redeeming work of our loving Savior. Come, pray, and believe. When our days are punctuated by angry words of hatred and ingratitude, when the pained cries of the oppressed grow louder around us because we have not shown compassion or love, when war's cacophony silences the sweet voices of children, when we heed the call of commerce and ignore the cries from the manger, when the sinful noise of this world aggrieves you, Holy One, forgive them, they know not what they do, and in mercy. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy immortal one, have mercy upon us. Rejoice and believe the promise. In a daring act of hope and imagination, God moves ever near to us, gracefully pouring light over our dark places. Hear the glad tidings of the gospel of God. The people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. In Jesus Christ, you stand forgiven. Hear what our Lord Jesus Christ says. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. 
On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Lift up your hearts. Faithful God, you, your promises stay, stand unshaken. Though all generations re, renew us in hope that we may be awake and alert, watching for the glorious return of Jesus Christ, our judges, judge and Savior, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. The first lesson comes from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. The prophetic name of the coming Messiah. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon the shoulder, his shoulders. And, his, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually. And there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. This is the word of the Lord. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord God is my strength and my might. He has become my salvation. And you will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make, him known, make known his deeds, among the nations, proclaim that his name is exalted. Shout aloud and sing for joy, O royal Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. The second lesson comes from the gospel according to John chapter 10, 37 and 38. Jesus and the Father are one. If I am not doing the works of my Father, then do not believe me. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works so that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. Now, the first thing that pops into my head after reading Jesus's words of the second lesson is something my father always said to me as a child. Now my father is a minister in the Midwest in the Presbyterian Church and, and he always said to me, Jordan, I would rather see a sermon than hear one any day. Now it didn't really make much sense to me as a child, but I've now learned that it's one of the greatest faith lessons my father ever taught me. In today's scripture lesson, Jesus has just been confronted by the Jews in Jerusalem. They're demanding that he tells them if he's really the Messiah. Jesus basically hands them the stone to throw and says, the works that I do should be enough. Or as I like to think he's saying, obviously you haven't been watching me. 
A few chapters later in John, Jesus tells his disciples that the world will need to see that they belong to him, not just hear it. He says, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. But the real question is, how do we as Christians do that? Now, one of my favorite authors, Shane Claiborne, in his book, The Irresistible Revolution, said that we as Christians need to win people over with fascination. Any one of us could, could sit and explain why we're Christians. But if we don't go out into the world and show what it means to be a good Christian, we shouldn't be surprised when people don't listen to what we're saying. It isn't so much what we say with our mouths as it is what the world hears by the clicking of our heels as we literally run into the streets. It's how we walk through life that matters. That's where they should find the evidence. We need to be aware that our works must match up with our profession, because if they don't, we run the risk of the whole world disregarding our profession altogether. Getting back to this second lesson, we need to remember that the Jewish people were waiting a very long time for this Messiah. They were expecting a powerful soldier who would march in and drive out Rome. Instead, God sent a baby. Now, this baby wasn't born of a high-ranking officer or a wealthy family. Jesus was born the child of a poor Jewish family. In a manger. In a barn. Surrounded by animals. What are your works of love that show the world that you belong to Christ? Is it found in your job? Is it found in how you volunteer your time? Or is it found in how you raise your children? I have to tell you that it has been an honor working with these young people that have put together this service for you. You should all be very, very proud of every single young person who comes into this church. When I asked them if they would be interested in doing this service, their eyes lit up. These kids are a reflection of who you are as a congregation. You could go out into the streets right now and find a handful of kids who would come in and read what these kids have read this morning. But I promise you, they wouldn't have the passion that these kids have. I take this lesson today as a challenge for all of us as Christians. Do our actions reflect what we believe? Do we talk about hungry people needing to be fed or do we feed them? Do we talk about the homeless need a place to sleep, or do we house them? As we approach Christmas, I invite this church to reflect on Jesus' words from the lesson today. In a discussion I had with Pastor Doug yesterday, I explained to him that I am always so excited to go out and tell people what this church is doing. But what more can we do? What more can we bring into our everyday lives? What else can we do to be more fascinating to the rest of the world? What sermon can we show the world to make them believe? Stir up your power, O Lord, and with great might come among us. And because we are sorely hindered by our sins, let your bountiful grace and mercy speedily help and deliver us. 
through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. Please join me in the confession of faith. We sing to our Lord a new song. We sing in our world a sure hope. Our God loves this world. God called it into being. God renews it through Jesus Christ. God governs it in the Spirit. God is the world's true hope. We are a people of hope, waiting for the return of our Lord. God has come to us through the ancient people of Israel as the true Son of God. Jesus is Nazareth as the Holy Spirit at work in our world. Our Lord speaks to us now through the inspired scriptures. Christ is with us day by day. Our only hope is Jesus Christ. After we refused to live in the image of God, he was born of the Virgin Mary, sharing our genes and our instincts, entering our culture, speaking our language, fulfilling the law of our God, being united to Christ's humanity, we know ourselves when we rest in him. may be seated. Our young people are a gift to us. Uh, I think that my uh, confirmation sponsors, uh, Mark and Donna, would agree, uh, as well as any of the others of you who have served, Annie, and uh, mentor Steve has been a mentor. <clears throat> the young people of our congregation, uh, I have always found, and I think Jordan has found this year as well, um, understand the passion that makes us who we are as a people. Our history has made a real mark in their lives. And I think that the truth of that and the reality of that is something that we need to not only be proud of, um, but to continue to build on. I'm very proud of these young men and women, but I also want us to invest in them. I also want us to see them as the treasure they are and continue as a congregation to reach out to young people like this. Make sure that uh, when it's time, they can take the mantle from us, much as Elisha from Elijah and the disciples did. In the great give, giving that God has given us in Jesus Christ, let us return our gifts of tithes and offerings to the glory of Jesus Christ and to the purposes of his kingdom in our Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to offer thanks and praise. God of all mercies, we give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all people. Our work of worship is our prayer. We come on this beautiful, warm, sunny December morning 
to worship God and pray together and with each other before God. And I want to give you opportunity to share your prayer requests, items of praise or thanksgiving. Um, there are several things I'd like to share with you this morning as part of my praise, God. Um, most of you, I think, if not all of you, will know that last year we received a $2,000 grant from the Community Development Corporation of the Sacred Heart Roman Catholic Church here in New Brunswick. Uh, it was their way of saying that they were pleased that we were starting up the food pantry. This year, this past week, I got an email from the director. Um, we will receive, before the end of the calendar year, $3,000 grant because they said we were doing such an outstanding job. I was told several weeks ago that they were broke, that they had no money to give. When I talked to Bob McCullough, who is the deacon of the fund, he said we were so impressed with what we were doing that we got the money to get. I just think that's a fantastic to who we are and who our community believes we are. And I'm very proud of Oh, uh, the other good thing that I found out this week, and I was telling Tom earlier, we, uh, we were told a long time ago now that uh, there weren't lots of interns available to work in the churches from the seminary, that there were too many opportunities and not enough kids in seminary, especially Reformed Church people. This past week, I wrote to the director, and I said, you know, we've got two things that we really need to get rolling in order to develop our new ministries one is the thrift store, because I've got people, you know, bringing stuff out of the closets and the cabinets and the attics and the basements. And I've got to get this rolling because the college kids are wanting to be able to have a place to come to buy cheap stuff for their, their apartments and their rooms, etc. I said, I, I need someone to help me to do that. And the other thing we need to get rolling is the coffee house. Uh, we've got, you know, we've got people who are interested and people who want to go... So I wrote to him and told him how we could do that and how we could house them in Trinity House as part of their, their, uh, uh, their weekly uh, support and that as soon as we had funding coming in for those ministries, they would receive funds, etc. And I just, it was a shot in the dark. I thought, you know, what do I have to lose? Uh, the worst he could say is no. And I got this email back saying, I, I was asking for this for next fall. Okay, because I was trying to be realistic. I'm, I'm, sometimes I'm a little bit too much of a dreamer. So I was trying to be realistic and say, you know, by next fall, we'd really like to have this online. He wrote back and said, is there any chance you could start next semester? Because I've got people I think would work. And it was a tremendous encouragement to me to know that um, that relationship was there and that there were resources, human resources, that would be able to help us those ministries. So I think that I tell you all of that to encourage you and to tell you that God is very much active in our midst. I, I don't know what else to say. Uh, if you are not, if you don't believe in the fascination of the gospel of Jesus Christ because of those things, I, I'm not sure what else will convince you. But I, I believe you do. And I'm glad that, uh, that you all participate and support the, those works. What are the concerns on your hearts and minds, things that you would like to be grateful for or praise God? <clears throat> Father in heaven, it is, um, it is a privilege and honor for us to be together before you in prayer. 
This morning we are grateful, really grateful for the way you have touched our lives um, and brought us to this moment, this place. We are grateful to you for the many ways in which you have blessed each of us and our families, congregation, and our community. We thank you for the way you continue to bless us as a congregation and our witness and community. We are grateful for the openness that you have given us to your kingdom and your, your work in the midst of us. But we also come this morning with weights of concern on our hearts. We pray for those who are diagnosed with terminal diseases. We pray for those who are ill of many diseases. We pray for surgery that was unsuccessful. We pray, Lord, for the young men and women across our country this week, between now and the Christmas holiday, who are under the pressure and under the gun of exams and final papers, wrapping up their first semester. And then those who are traveling home from whether it be their their U.S. campuses to their homes or from study abroad. We are mindful, Lord, that uh, we live in dangerous and in some ways treacherous times. So when someone stops to help, like they did uh, this past week, it, it's kind of a bit of a, of a shock because we're not accustomed to uh, good Samaritan acts of kindness like that. We are grateful uh, that there were folks to check on and assist Jackie. We are also grateful, Lord, for the men and women, not only on the Arizona, who are enshrined there and interred there, but the men and women who give their lives and have given their lives over the years since then as well, and who continue to serve us today in very dangerous places around the world. War is not something that we take lightly, nor is it something that um, that we rejoice in, but we are grateful uh, for the men and women who serve us in protecting us uh, and for those that we care about in the world. We are especially grateful this morning, Lord, for our young people, we're grateful for their testimony. We're grateful for their lives and the way you touched their lives. And we ask that you continue to do so, uh, that you make them restless until they rest in you. The, uh, the early father, Augustine, wrote. And we ask, Lord God, that you make all of us restless uh, in our ministries and in our fascinating work in the world until we are at rest with you. And we pray these things and lay out our hearts, our minds, and our souls in such a way because you taught us to do so. You taught us to pray like this, teaching us to boldly say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth is in Give us this day.
Forgive us as we forgive our Lead us not deliver us. For thine is the kingdom, power, glory. Sometimes I lay under the moon and thank God I'm breathing. And then I pray, don't take me soon, cause I am here for a reason. Sometimes in my tears I drown, but I never let it get me down. So when negativity surrounds, I know someday it'll all turn around me Cause all my life I've been waiting for I've been praying for For the people to say That we don't want to fight no more There'll be no more war And our children will play One day, one day, one day Whoa, one day one day, one day. It's not about win or lose, cause we all lose when they feed on the souls of the innocent. Blood drenched pavement, keep on moving though the water stay raging. And in this maze, you can lose your way. Your way, it might drive you crazy, but don't let it phase you. No way, no way. Sometimes in my tears I drown, but I never let it get me down. So when negativity surrounds, I know someday it'll all turn around because all my life I've been waiting for. I've been praying for, for the people to say that we don't want to fight no more. There'll be no more war, and our children will play one day, one day, one day. Whoa, one day, one day, one day. One day this all will change, treat people the same, stop with the violence, down with the hate. One day we'll all be free and proud to be under the same sun, singing songs of freedom like to say that we don't want to fight no more there'll be no more war and our children will play one day one day one day whoa one day one day one day Oh, oh, oh. 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 Oh, oh, oh.
As we draw our service to conclusion, I want to invite you to join us uh, in, our prayer, or in our coffee time afterwards. But there are some announcements we need to share this morning. Um, Ellie has one, and I know Deanna has one as well. Ellie, let's, let's start with... Okay, ladies' luncheon incorrectly says Wednesday in the bulletin. It's going to be on Tuesday. So if you show up on Wednesday, you have to eat with me. Okay? If you show up on Tuesday, you'll meet with the other ladies. But on Wednesday, you're going to have to... He's satisfied with me. Okay? And Deanna, would you like to share with the... I'm going to put those right up here in the communion table, Deanna, so we can let people grab them on the way out. Really, I'm going to give you a couple for folks who might sneak out at the end with not come to the coffee hour as well, just in case. Great. Thank you, Deanna. Thank you very much. I was sharing earlier, I think, with... Uh, early offered coffee this morning um, in a speech that Lizanne Finston, who is the director of Elijah's Promise, made this past, uh, past week when she received an award from the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. She said that statistics have demonstrated uh, recently that the number of middle-class families in food pantry lines has gone up 35% in this calendar year, over last year. Uh, and that she was making the point that um, it's not just the poor anymore. It's professional people who have lost jobs and know where to find jobs, and that they've been affected very soon. It's a choice between rent and utilities and food. Because food is available, they come. So we're, uh, we're glad to be part of being the meat. Any other announcements? Things that didn't make the bulletin that should have perhaps, or... The young people and I will be having a confirmation class in, in Trinity House right after the service. Uh, the, the movie is kind of... Excuse me? Did I miss something? Oh. Um, the movie is a little long, so I'm going to ask that uh, we just grab some goodies and head straight to Trinity House uh, and, uh, and get started so we can be done by 2 o'clock. Okay? I don't know if your folks have plans. Yeah, there's, there's got to be at least a dozen bags on the floor of my office waiting already. And uh, they look like they're really full of good, good great stuff. So thank you all for, for being that generous, very kind, wonderful. Any others? I, I'm aware of some visitors with us today. Do we, do we want to say something about our visitors, Curly? Yeah, would you? Would you? Please? Glad to have you come home again, Beth. Thank you. Thank you for thinking of us. And uh, you folks are new folks with us. Would you like to introduce yourself? Right here? Yeah. Oh, okay. Welcome, Andrea. And is this your, your dad? Okay. All right. It's good to have you with us today. I'm glad you could stop in. Uh, we prayed for you today, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Good, good, good. Any others? Yes, Sam. Oh, yes. Um, Trinity House and uh, Rutgers Protestant Campus Ministries is doing the men's shelter in our facility this week. They'll start tonight at 7. Um, if you're able and willing to help out in terms of being here from 7 to 12 or from 12 to 7, they've broken it into two shifts. Uh, they have a sign-up on sign-up, what's it called? Sign up Genius Online, or there's also a sign up, I think, at the, in Trinity House 
Um, and you can go to their Trinity House web or Facebook page as well and sign up there. Um, but also just get the word out to folks uh, on campus or in the community that might be interested in helping out. Thanks, Sam. All right. I believe we're ready for a benediction. Oh, yes, let's sing first. Number 276, Great is Thy Faithfulness. And let's not forget the final hymn as well.
Lord, bid your servant go in peace. Your word is now fulfilled. These eyes have seen salvation's dawn, this child so long foretold. This is the 